everybody, and welcome back to The Counselor's Couch. I'm your host, Calvin Williams, licensed professional counselor. You know, I hope your week's going well. Again, I'm grateful that you're sharing this moment with me. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to listen to The Counselor's Couch. I continue to hope that you will share the couch with somebody that you know. You know, we got a lot of great episodes, so take a look back at some of the past ones. Uh, that's really what I appreciate about having a podcast versus a live session is you can always go back and listen to an episode that you may have found helpful, or maybe you're going back and listening to an episode thinking to yourself, did he really just say that? But whatever the reason, I'm just glad you're listening and I hope you found something helpful. Yeah, I'm just coming back from a quick little vacation with the family. You know, I always enjoy time with the family on the road. This time, we took the opportunity to visit Nashville for a few days and then ended up in the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area. I just love the Smoky Mountains. They're just so peaceful and they're so serene to me. It also holds a special place in my heart because that's where my wife and I were married for the very first time. We eloped while the families were still planning our big wedding. We told our parents, but we didn't tell anybody in the bridal party. In fact, I remember the day of the big wedding, my best man and I were standing outside the church ready to go in and he asked me if I was nervous about getting married. And I told him, well, not really. I mean, we've been married since July. Now, this was November. Then I really blew it up the next day at a breakfast for the bridal party before we left for our honeymoon when I asked if anybody wanted to see the photos from our first honeymoon. You know, the funny thing is that most people, when they hear this story, they really just want to know, does she make you celebrate both anniversaries? And the answer is yes. I'll say that if you've never been to Nashville, Tennessee, it's worth a trip especially if you love live music. We stayed in the downtown area and there was live music everywhere, all varieties, not just country. There was rock, jazz. I mean, it was awesome. I'm definitely going to plan another trip there when I can take the time. However, I will warn you, Nashville is known for its hot chicken. Now, I'm not talking about just spicy chicken. I'm talking about hot chicken with a capital H-O-T. My son and I tried some hot chicken that was recommended, and I still can't feel my lips. I even ordered mild, but I didn't notice there were two classes under mild that really meant mild. Sorry, I just couldn't finish my mild hot chicken. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I may have made a mistake, but at least I learned from it. Stick to the steak or hamburger in Nashville. And when they say hot, they mean fire. Anyway. Let's get to the session. I think we got a good one for you this week, but before we get started, let me remind you again, nothing provided in this podcast implies a therapeutic relationship between counselor and client. It's solely for education and entertainment. Counseling can help you overcome challenges, enhance your relationships, and develop skills to lead the life you want. If you're considering therapy, then please reach out to a trained, licensed professional in your community. If you are interested in seeking counseling in the Monroe, Louisiana area, or if you live anywhere in Louisiana and you are interested in participating in teletherapy with state-approved professionals, well, then contact the providers at HealthPoint Center. Change starts here. Psychology and Counseling Services. HealthPoint is a collaboration of independent professionals who are dedicated to improving your quality of life and guiding you on a positive path toward change. That's HealthPoint Center, located at 1818 Avenue of America, Monroe, Louisiana. So call today to inquire about services, providers, or book an appointment at area code 318-998-2700. Well, it's that time again. So pull up a cushion, kick off your shoes, and grab a cup of coffee. Let's get started with the session. You know, 
We all make mistakes. Period. End of sentence. This is a factual statement. It's the simple, honest truth. Mistakes happen. For some of us, more often than we would prefer, but they happen. However, as I have said before, it's not about the mistake. It's about what you do afterwards that truly matters. Nobody truly enjoys making mistakes. Even in the age of positive psychology and self-help gurus, people do not go boldly into a situation hoping to make a mistake and embrace the opportunity for growth. We don't set out to make a mistake. If you do, well then please contact the providers at HealthPoint Center to schedule an appointment because there may be some things you want to work through in therapy. Of course, we don't set out to make a mistake. At the moment we decide a course of action, it's likely we felt it was the best course of action we could make at the moment we made it, even if the course of action was limited and had some flaws in our judgment. At the moment, we thought it would work, or perhaps we didn't even think at all. This is often at the heart of many of my own mistakes. Yep, I didn't think about that. Oops. It wasn't an intentional effort to screw something up. I promise you, it wasn't. For years, my father held mistakes or errors in my judgment up for scrutiny long after the issue was resolved. That kind of sucked. For years, he would tell the story of how I burned down a boat one evening while camping at the pond with some of my high school friends. Burned down a boat. Seriously, he would describe the situation in that manner. When you hear this, most people imagine a bass boat or maybe even a yacht, depending on when or where he told the story. However, truth be told, it was an inflatable two-person raft he got free for attending some sales meeting with my mother. My friends and I were camping by the pond one summer evening, and we had a bonfire, as most teens in the country enjoy doing. Well, as a few of us were sitting there, we thought it would be kind of funny to sling hot coals into the water and listen to the loud sizzle. Now, I never said we were the sharpest group of young people, and I can't tell you that we were in the clearest state of mind or the clearest state of thinking either at that time, but it seemed harmless in the moment. Now, I'm not sure if you ever tried to sling hot coals into water with a machete. It's not something I recommend, so don't try this at home, kids. But it's not the most accurate delivery system. I'm not sure if you know what hot coals can do to rubber, but you can probably guess where I'm going. A couple of poorly aimed coals landed in the middle of this inflatable raft, resulting in an anticlimactic hole melting through the bottom. Definitely not my intention, but the mistake was made. How this event got translated to burning down a boat escapes me to this day. However, in my father's eyes, I had somehow destroyed the Spanish Armada single-handedly, and the mistake followed me for years until he passed. I actually offered to replace it later in life, but he refused. I think he was more interested in maintaining the story. It kind of fit into this ongoing scenario with me of, well, that's the dumbest thing you ever did. <laughs> later on, I used to laugh to myself when he would tell me that, because if that was the dumbest thing I ever did, I'm not sure what he would have thought about the rest of the stuff that he didn't know about. Mistakes happen in every part of our life. Most of us make more than others, I'm sure. But did you know that mistakes are how we as human beings learn? You ever heard the term trial and error? Unfortunately, because of the shame or the value that we attach to making the mistake in the first place, 
we often fail to learn what is needed to grow and change, which ironically sets us up to make the mistake again. We may then go through life repeating patterns, likely involving new people or new situations, but always ending up in the same place, nowhere. This will then perpetuate a pattern of inadequacy, self-doubt, shame, and despair. We'll begin to own it like a badge of honor. This is who I am. And we sculpt a life to match this belief. It's like this. Let's say I have failed at something multiple times. For example, a business failure. Focusing on the failure and not what you learned sets you up to fail again. Deep inside, you desire to have your own business. It's been a dream for as long as you can remember. So you keep trying. One failed business after another. Then you come to the conclusion, usually with the help of others, that you're a bad business person. You make a declarative belief statement. It's not true. You may suck at learning from your mistakes, which leads to bad business decisions, but it doesn't mean you're a bad business person. Just like accidentally melting a rubber raft doesn't make you a pyromaniac. Making mistakes happens. It doesn't mean you are a mistake. It means you're a fallible human being. An inability to accept and embrace this truth can set you up for a lifetime of struggles, usually struggles of your own design. You created the life you have at this very moment. It's true. You do this through your words, your thoughts, and your actions. If you're not happy with your life, then change it. Create something different. However, in order to do this, you must do something different. You must use different words, think different thoughts, and take different actions. It sounds simple, I know, and it is simple, but it's not easy. One of the most challenging areas to change are thoughts. Consider for the moment what thoughts or beliefs do you attach to your mistakes. What are the beliefs or the values that you have established in your mind about making mistakes? I promise you, you have them. Take a moment and ask yourself, what are they telling you? about you? Are they telling you about the moment? Are they telling you about the experience? Or are they saying something about you as a person, as a spouse, as a child, a friend, or an employee? If you struggle with mistakes, and we all do, it's likely to be telling you something negative or unkind about yourself. It echoes with statements like, I'm such a screw-up, or I'm an idiot, or how could I be so stupid? These beliefs seem to be the biggest obstacles to overcoming, coping, or learning from our mistakes. It's negative self-talk. It's the gremlin in your head that loves to kick the crap out of you. Now, as I've mentioned in the past, it's often an automatic thought, subconscious in nature. You may not even be aware of it. That is, until you sit down and ask yourself about it. Increased self-awareness. Awareness creates choice. Accepting the fact that human beings are fallible and we all make mistakes can open a door to compassion, peace, and personal growth. Now, I want to be clear that this is not an episode designed to excuse patterns of mistakes or poor decisions. I'm sorry, I'm not that kind of counselor. Yes, we are fallible human beings, but this is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Mistakes are meant to be learned from, so please don't forget that part. What is the lesson? The first step to learning is taking responsibility for the mistakes. Own it, learn from it, 
and change it. Fault is about living in the past. We remain a victim to the choices that have already been made, which means we're likely to continue the pattern. However, responsibility is present tense. It's about the choices we're currently making. It's about learning something from the mistakes and moving forward in our lives with the realistic belief that mistakes will happen. Responsibility is the manner in which we grow from the mistakes that we make. For example, I now realize hot coals and rubber rafts are not a good combination, which accounts for the fact that I have not melted one since that night many years ago when I was 16 years old. The mistake does not define me unless I allow it. So what is it about making mistakes that scares you so much? What is the belief that you're attaching to your mistakes? The fear of making mistakes is often grounded in our subconscious. I mean, think about your childhood. Growing up, mistakes meant what? For example, mistakes on your homework for a test means a failing grade. A failing grade means disappointment by family, perhaps even punishment, or the dreaded lecture of how mistakes mean you weren't trying hard enough or didn't do your best. Then, the comparisons to others begins. How other people's children or your siblings didn't make those kind of mistakes, which then is often interpreted as they're good, making me not good enough, or even bad. We then develop the belief that mistakes are painful, devaluing, and make me a bad person. Good people must get it right the first time, or good people don't make mistakes. Now, I know it seems like a quick jump to this conclusion, and it's obviously not the same for everyone. However, if you struggle with the fear of making mistakes, it will serve you to deep dive into what you're attaching to the idea of making mistakes. It seems as though mistakes are so often associated with the idea of incompetence rather than learning or growing. So I believe this inhibits our true design to learn from a mistake because we fear the shame or judgment attached to it. So I guess we're not really afraid of making a mistake. We are afraid of being seen as incompetent or a failure. Now, if this is the case, then what options does that leave us? Well, they're kind of limited. You either get it right or you do nothing at all. Believe it or not, many people attempt to live their life this way. They create a life to match this belief. So what does that really look like? I only do the things I know I can do right, or I will not do anything at all. Take no risks. This, my friends, is a whole bucket of psychological dysfunction that plays out in our relationships our jobs, marriages, finances, our health, you name it, and it will be impacted. What often confuses me is how did you learn to do something right in the first place if you didn't get it wrong? As a child learning to walk, well, you likely fell down. When you decided to ride a bike, well, you probably fell down. Whatever the task, when you first tried it, you likely fell short or even fell down. The question afterwards is, did you get back up and try again, or did you give up because you didn't get it right the first time? So operating under my belief of get it right or don't do it at all will definitely limit my responses, which means I limit my life. Creating a life of self-imposed limits in this manner will rob you of experiencing joy. Think about a time you messed something up. You fell down. 
You got it wrong, but you kept trying. Remember how it felt to finally get it right. For it to finally work the way it was supposed to work. Wow. It's such an exhilarating feeling of accomplishment and confidence. Even if it is short-lived, you did it. I love that feeling. And it only comes from making a mistake in the first place and taking a risk. If you've never experienced that reaction, then I encourage you to try something new. It's totally worth it. For some people, the fear of making mistakes leads to a desire for perfection or perfectionism, which in and of itself doesn't even exist. Therefore, we fail right out of the gate. Being driven by unrealistic, unattainable, perfectionistic standards results in an outcome of avoidance, giving up, and lack of engagement. The inability to accept our own imperfections and fallibility can easily extend to our expectations of others in our lives, which is sure to impact any relationship. Now, for those of you who think seeking perfection is some form of self-improvement, it's not. Perfectionism is unhealthy. At the heart of perfectionism is the idea of trying to earn approval and acceptance from others through your actions. In other words, we focus on what will they think. Self-improvement is different. It is healthy to seek self-improvement, but it's grounded in how can I improve? It focuses on the attainability and the lessons that we can learn from our mistakes. Whereas perfectionism is an unattainable goal in which we are all doomed to fail. Perhaps this is an issue we can elaborate on in a future episode. So let me know if you want to hear more about that. So what is it that we can learn from making mistakes? The last thing today I want to leave you with is a list of 40 things that we can learn from making a mistake from Maria Hill, the owner of Sensitive Evolution. Here's a list of ways to harness the mistakes that you make for your benefit. Mistakes point us to something we didn't know. They reveal a nuance that we missed. They help deepen our knowledge. They tell us something about our skill levels. They help us see what matters and what doesn't. Mistakes inform us more about our values and they teach us more about others. Mistakes let us recognize changing circumstances. They show us when someone else has changed. They keep us connected to what works and what doesn't work. They remind us of our humanity. Mistakes spur us to want to work better, which helps us all. They promote compassion for ourselves and others. They teach us to value forgiveness. Mistakes help us to pace ourselves better. They invite us to make better choices. They can teach us how to experiment. They can reveal a new insight and even suggest new options that we hadn't even considered. Mistakes can serve as a warning. Mistakes will show us hidden fault lines in our lives, which can lead us to more productive arrangements. Mistakes point out structural problems in our lives. They prompt us to learn more about ourselves. They remind us how we are like others. Mistakes make us more humble. They help us rectify injustices in our lives. They show us where to create more balance in our lives. They tell us when the time to move on has occurred. Mistakes reveal where our passion is and where it is not. They expose our true feelings. They bring out problems in a relationship. They can be a red flag for our misjudgments. Mistakes 
can even point us in a more creative direction. They can show us when we're not listening. Mistakes wake us up to our authentic selves. They can create distance with someone else. They can slow us down when we need to. They can hasten changes, reveal our blind spots, and mistakes are the invisible made visible. That's a whole lot of things that we can learn and a whole lot of things that we can benefit from simply by making mistakes. Well, it seems we've reached the end of our session today. I want to thank each of you for listening, and I encourage you to keep coming back. As you move forward this week, I hope that you will reflect on what you are attaching to the mistakes you make or the mistakes of others. Is this attachment really who you are or who you want to be? Work on identifying the real lessons behind your mistakes and not the dysfunctional voice of the self-devaluing gremlin in your head. Today, I want to leave you with a quote from author and playwright George Bernard Shaw. A life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but more useful than a life spent doing nothing. Remember, folks, you are not alone. Live intentionally, love daily, and laugh often. Please subscribe and follow me on whatever format you use to listen to your podcast. And please take a moment to leave a review. These matter more than you know, and they allow us to improve or adjust the show as needed. Let me know what you think. And take a minute to share the episode with a friend or a family member. I really and truly want to get the message out there this year that you are not alone. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, you can email them directly to calvin at calvincwilliamslpc.com or you can reach me on Facebook at Williams Professional Counseling Services, LLC. You can even check out my website, www.calvincwilliamslpc.com. Or if you'd like to schedule a therapy session with me, then contact us at HealthPoint Center, area code 318-998-2700. I really do always look forward to hearing from listeners, so please feel free to submit topics of interest, comments, or questions. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember folks, there's always room for you on the Counselor's Couch.